All right, I'm ready to move on to the next topic that we have here. And let's talk about the Warriors right now and the Lakers as it went down last night. Okay, or didn't go down, right? Jordan Poole, his shot didn't go down. Is Jordan Poole's questionable shot selection in the final seconds of the game last night to blame for the Warriors dropping game one to the Los Angeles Lakers? And Zach, the mic is yours. Yeah, guys, so I'll start off by saying this. I actually didn't have too much of a problem with Jordan Poole's shot in that moment for a couple of reasons. Number one, if you're not comfortable with Jordan Poole taking that shot in that situation, then he shouldn't even be on the floor to begin with because we know this guy is a zero defender, and the only reason he's really out there is to give the offense a spark and to make shots. Now, the one thing I have heard, which I think is interesting, and I'm curious for your guys' opinion on this as well, the Warriors did have one timeout left, and it was clear as soon as Steph Curry caught the ball to start that possession the Lakers sent I believe it was D'Angelo Russell and Jared Vanderbilt right at him and Curry had no chance to even get a shot up so he saw Poole wide open and he hit it and Steve Kirk easily could have called the time out there if he had a problem with Poole taking that shot because Poole was wide open like as soon as he caught it I had a feeling that he was gonna at least take the shot and the Warriors really you know it was a back and forth game in the first half but the Lakers really came out hot of the second half uh, locker room, and they really controlled things for the majority of the second half until late. The Warriors, of course, had that big 14-0 run, and Poole was a big part of that. Like, he did have 21 points. He did make six threes in uh, helping the Warriors really cut that deficit. It wasn't like Draymond Green was the one taking that shot. It wasn't like Kevon Looney was the one taking that shot. It was a capable three-point shooter that really helped you get back into the game. So I think if you have a beef with the shot, it shouldn't be towards Jordan Poole. It should be towards Steve Kerr because if you don't feel great about Poole taking that shot, I don't even know why he's in the game to begin with. And Steve Kerr could have called timeout if he didn't like where the possession was going. So I honestly didn't have a huge problem with uh, Poole taking that final shot for the Warriors. I had a problem with it. I had a big problem with it. Now, I don't think that shot solely lost them the game i think when you look at that play again there was like two lakers coaches on the sideline that you know came on the court and that should have been the technical they should have been shooting a free throw to narrow narrow the gap to two and they should have had an extra possession so if we want to get really technical here it should have been a technical foul call okay and that would have changed probably the outlook of this game who knows the lakers lose by one off a three-point shot or worst case scenario we go to overtime or you know who knows what happens there number two I think of you, Jordan Poole, that was a retarded shot. And Jordan Poole has been throwing up a lot of bull crap, okay? We saw that series that he had against the Kings where he shot like 30% or something like that, 20%. It was it was terrible. He had a devastating, catastrophic series, last series, right? And I understand this game, he was 6-4-11 from three, but that's not a guy that I want taking the shot. Now, I do agree, Steve Kerr, I think, had two timeouts, if I'm not mistaken, not one, but maybe he had one. I think it was two that I saw I do think you need to call that timeout and draw up a better play for your best player to get the ball so he can be able to relocate and um, just try to, you know, free himself. And worst case scenario, I'd rather Clay Thompson taking that shot, not Jordan Poole. And I think he needs to stay in his lane. And I think a lot of it is the Warriors' fault for putting the battery in his back, giving him the contract that they gave him over Draymond Green, right? I think that can send the wrong message to a guy like him who's 23 years old, who's trying to be a 24, trying to be a hero out here. And I think um, if you're Jordan Poole in that play, understand he's on the floor, penetrate the basketball, like try to get to the rim, try to get to a foul, right? Get a foul, 
and, you know, play the final game and get an extra possession. You don't always have to shoot the three ball. You can get to the line, shoot two free throws, and play your defense, right? So I think it's him trying to be a hero. And if I'm the Warriors, you know, honestly, you can't go back into time. But I really feel like they are missing the Sean Livingston's of the world, the David Rest of the world, you know, the Barbosa's of the world, veterans who knew what to do. They were very smart. And whatever was asked of them, they was able to provide, right? Take a guy like Sean Livingston, who was supposed to be the guy in the NBA. He had to adjust his role and he adjust to a T and help this team, you know, win the championships they won. You're not getting that in a guy like Jordan Poole. You're getting a 24-year-old cat that's trying to be a hero, trying to be all on Center, trying to be all on 99 Pod as the headliner, and you're not that guy. Okay, Stephen Curry's the best shooter in the world. I want him taking that shot. And if so, Steve Curry, you should have called the timeout. But nevertheless, Jordan Poole, stop trying to be a hero. Please. It's not going to help this team. And if I'm the Warriors, I am trying to get off of that contract, and I'm going to pay Draymond Green because that's what should have happened from the start. Um, you know, um, I'm not going to blame the last second shot on Jordan Poole, the reason why they lost the game. I think um, Stephen Curry had a very poor shooting night uh, for the majority of that game. I believe he had 10 points in that fourth, if I'm not mistaken, probably a little bit more, in that fourth quarter. But the first three quarters, he wasn't shooting good at all. Um, the Lakers were up double digits for the majority of that game, majority of that fourth quarter, actually. Um, and it, they couldn't really find a stop or to uh, or make a shot at that point. Um, there was a lot of poor shooting nights. Jordan Poole was actually one of the better shooters, if not the best shooter on the court for the Golden State Warriors in terms of um, percentages. Um, he shot really well from the field and the, the three-point line. And I think the three-point shot, the last shot in particular, was a little far for me. I think it was a, it was a little bit deep out there in, in, the, in the woods. I just feel like he could he had an opportunity to, to find a better shot. I think they had 10 seconds. That wasn't like a shot where even if it went in, you still give the Lakers an opportunity to get a last-second shot off. You know, I would prefer – that he, you know, try to find a better shot, try to make the ball move, something. Um, in, a, in, a, in terms of trying to get some somebody open and moving, you know, I think there was a possibility, an opportunity for Steph Curry to get open if Kevon Looney and, and Draymond said like a double screen, triple screen for him or something like that, 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 you know, there was 10 seconds left. There was a lot of time. You know, he didn't need to take that particular shot. There was, I feel like there was still ample time to get a playoff. Um, hilarious, no pun intended. Um, but, it didn't, you know, it didn't ensue. Um, you know, to say it's a terrible shot, I mean, I think it's a bad shot. I, don't, I personally don't like shots like that. I but because I you know I think Dame, Damian Lillard is to blame for that. You know him taking that shot on PG so long ago. Everyone's starting to take more de- deeper range shots, like Trey Young and in, in, for instance, and other guys. I just feel like you know he, there's there's other opportunities to get that three point shot. He could have stepped in. He could have did a lot of different things in that nature. But I understand you got the hot hand. You're feeling it. You take it. You know, and I get that. And I think you know. I think uh, hey, you're taking a twenty three footer, bro. Okay, Jay, you're not Stephen Curry. Green said the best, right? Draymond Green said it best, right? If you don't like, and Zach said it at best as well just now. If you don't feel like he can make that shot, then why are you on the floor? You know, he shouldn't be on the basketball court. You know, and I, and I understand, I get that completely. The guy six or ten from the three, he he shot one, hoping to, to keep that game one alive. I get it. I don't, I personally don't like the shot, but I don't also don't think that's the reason they lost. I think there was a lot of issues that Warriors had that game for the reason why they dropped game one. And I know, and actually, and the funny thing is, Kevon Looney's not one of them. You know, I know AD had 30 and 23, but Kevin Looney had 20-something rebounds. Like, he's out there hustling out there in the rebounds. I need Draymond to step it up. Draymond, you got to do something. You're supposed to be a defensive mastermind. You got to do something. Like, stop focusing all your time on LeBron and focus on AD because he's the one that's going to be the reason they go forward if they advance past the Warriors. So, uh, for me, don't love the shot. I, I think you could have did better. 
on Jordan Poole, of course. But I understand you was feeling that hot hand. That was like a heat check of, of the moment. Because if you would have made that shot, we would be talking about a whole different story right now. But he missed it, and that's why we're talking about it being a terrible shot. It didn't look good. Yeah, it didn't look good. And Zay, I think we kind of agree it didn't cost them game one, but it was a bad shot. And I think he's just flowing with this confidence and ambition. And it's like, like I think the Warriors need to kind of have a sit down with this cat and, you know, explain to him what he's there to do. It's like he's trying to take on a role of Steph. And there's nobody that can take on that Steph Curry role. Like Steph is there for a reason. So I think they need to have that sit down and try to map things out because I'm not liking what I'm seeing. And I, I could read body language. That's one of my expertise. And I, I saw what I saw in that game seven. He didn't want to take instruction from Draymond Green. He's just living in his own world right now. And when you pay somebody that money, that's what happens, right? He's not as attentive to detail in what you're trying to say. He's starting to ignore you. That's probably why he got decked in the offseason by Draymond Green. All right? Everything comes full circle. And I think that play in itself was a microcosm of the situation going on with Jordan Poole and the Warriors organization in a nutshell. But I think for me, you know, when you talk about the series, before I pass it to Zach, I think you're looking at a series with two contrasting styles. I think this game one was a microcosm of that. I believe that the Warriors, they won the three-point battle. They made 21 triples to the Lakers six. The Lakers were able to win the paint battle. Um, They went to the free throw line 25 times. Golden State went five times. If you're the Golden State Warriors, you're just going to have to try to get Anthony Davis in foul trouble by attacking the paint as best you can. Because Anthony Davis, he is in some ways the key to the series. Because if he plays like what he played like in game one, there's nobody that really can stop him. So I think you're going to have to combat that by trying to get him into foul trouble and just get into the free throw line more. There's no reason why you should be getting to the line five times. You're not getting nobody in foul trouble. <laughs> Literally. Everybody is on the floor. And I think the Lakers are scared of the Warriors. And that, that's true. And that's why if I had to throw an extra nugget in there, I still like the Warriors to win. I think LeBron James feared the Warriors as well, included. And how do I know? I mean, you have Anthony Davis out there playing 24 minutes in the second half, the whole entire second half, right? So they didn't dare take Anthony Davis out. If you're Steve Kerr, you need to attack Anthony Davis and get him out of there. If they don't want to take him out, you take him out by getting him into foul trouble. So I still like the Warriors. I still like Steve Kerr's ability to adjust. We saw what they did last year. Not last year, last series, down 0-2. It's a different team, different animal, different skill set, different strengths and weaknesses. But they got to find a way to eliminate Anthony Davis so they can expose LeBron James. So I feel at this point in his career, he's shot. Like, not shot in the sense that he's not good, right? I'm talking about LeBron James here, one of the greatest to ever do it. I don't think he's on that level. So that's how I'm going to leave it. Yeah, just going back to the shot for a second, I do think, like, he was wide open. It was an in-rhythm shot, and if he would have taken a, another dribble, like Anthony Davis, I believe, like he was right there. So he was open. It was an in-rhythm shot. I think if Poole is on the floor, considering uh, what he did to get the Warriors get back into that game, I still don't hate the shot. But going back to the series and uh, what the future holds, one concern I have for the Warriors, and I'm curious if uh, you guys think there is just an easy adjustment that needs to be made. I wasn't sure going into the series, and I think I saw this last night as well, like, I don't know if the Warriors could get away with playing both Draymond and Kevon Looney on the floor together at the same time in this series because it kind of clogs the lane. And to the Lakers' credit, like their roster is pretty deep. They have 
a number of different guys that could beat you from deep. And I think that really hurt the Warriors last night. So I think Kerr is going to have to pick one of those guys to really roll with, maybe use a little bit more DiVincenzo, maybe use a little bit more Gary Payton. But when the Warriors or when the Lakers were giving those guys those shots, like they just weren't getting the job done. And uh, one other thing on Pua, I'll say, so I don't know if you guys saw this, but apparently going back to last series, the Athletic had a whole story on this. So the Warriors lose game six at home to the Kings after they just had the big win in Sacramento for game five. And I think the expectation was going into that game six, of course, the Warriors were going to close out the Kings at home and they totally no showed the game. It was an awful performance. Uh, The Kings advanced into game seven and apparently Curry and Draymond are texting at like 3 a.m. on Saturday morning saying, you know, we got to lock in. We, we got to be ready to play. And apparently Curry said, and, and he sent this message to the whole team, like, if you're not ready to fight, if you're not ready to get after it, then you shouldn't even go on the bus to Sacramento because he wasn't too thrilled, I think, with uh, a couple teammates' effort and attitude in that series. And I think Jordan Poole and Jonathan yeah. <laughs> were two people in particular that he was hinting at. Kaminga, I was a little bit surprised, like, Steve Kerr went to Jamichael Green yesterday. He hit a couple shots, but was not expecting to see that. So uh, I don't know what Kaminga, his future holds, but I think uh, Jordan Poole was definitely one person that message was really sent towards. But Poole played well last night. You know, he he really helped get them back in the game. So uh, I'm curious to see how that situation boils over going forward. You know, real quick, I, I just want to apologize for the take I had years ago saying that the Warriors stole the draft with Kaminga and Moody as draft picks. I thought these kids would be better than what they are right now. I thought one, James Wiseman. I thought, you know, I, I I thought these kids would be like so much better than where they are. I thought J- everyone was talking James Wiseman. I, I was on a James Wiseman train thinking he was going to be something. And it just, it just seems like what the heck are these guys doing in the draft? I thought Moody would be way better. You know, I thought he would be way more developed and fine tuned and things of that nature. But then I have to look back at the Warriors. They don't develop young guys. They don't, they don't have a great development system. They actually struck gold to Draymond Green in that second round. They struck gold on Klay Thompson being able to grow into a shooter. Curry um, growing into a shooter who they were about to trade because his first couple years, he wasn't doing well. His injuries were piling up. They were about to trade him. So I'm thinking, like, they've got – I actually now think about the Warriors don't develop anybody. They struck gold. They struck gold um, multiple times. But that's it because after that, it was Livingston, who was a vet. They had Iguodala, who was a vet. They had Leonardo Barbosa, who was a vet. They had a, a bevy of veteran guys at that point. It was not no rookie savvy stuff. Even Aaron, um, Andrew Wiggins, who came in, he's not, he wasn't a rookie. He wasn't a young player. He was actually a vet. He'd been seven years in the league before he went to the Warriors. So it was like all these players that, that they accumulated to have. I'm just like, yeah, these guys don't really develop nobody. It's, it's just like they get a little confidence boost, but it's not like a development. And I'm just looking at Moody and Kaminga. I'm like, damn. They, in college, they looked really, really good. They looked poised to really make a threat on a team. And then when I'm watching them play or lack of play, it's like, what, what's going on? What are y'all doing in practice? How the hell are y'all not developing to something by now? Why is Moody not one of the better 3 and D players in the league? I thought he was going to be how Trey Murphy is now. Why isn't he at that level yet? And I, it's just, you know, I apologize for that, that take because I'm just, like, baffled on the developing system in Golden State. I'm just so confused on why these kids are not where they're supposed to be. I think there's a couple factors to do with that. I think when when you're in a Warriors type of time and you don't really have the time to really develop them because you're always thinking championship. So they kind of have to get up to speed quick. And then, you know, you are thrusted into a moment where you don't have to you don't have the how can I say you don't have the room and time to develop into that. You either have it or you don't. It's not like you go to the Houston Rockets and you have time to develop players because they always losing or OKC. 
you know, a better comparison. They're always losing. So they have a full schedule to develop. It's like, nah, we are playing championship basketball. And I think you saw the patience or lack thereof from Steve Kerr with some of these guys. So I think we have to give them credit for what they got in Steph and how Steph was able to be the best shooter of all time. I think you have to give them credit for Draymond Green and finding him a role for that team that fits perfectly. And also Klay Thompson. I'm not going to disrespect that franchise, you know, at all. You know, I'm just not going to go there. I just think with these other guys, it's just a different time. The Warriors are competing for championships. And if you're not going to come in today and help them win then you're either going to get traded or you're just going to get buried in a depth chart and buried in the bench. So um, if anything, I think the experience of winning the finals last year should have got them to take another level, right? Just being there and, and seeing that, but it is what it is. As far as the spacing and the comment that you made, Zach, about Looney and Draymond Green being on the floor together, I think when you reflect back to the last series, I think they, you know, had Draymond Green coming off the bench. I think that may be something that you look into. Because Kevin Looney is the guy that I trust getting rebounds. I know he got eight by Anthony Davis last night, but if he can, um, you know, kind of just generate rebounds, that's where he's great at getting rebounds and have Draymond Green with the second unit, I think will actually help the second unit and the Warriors because you will be able to have the spacing. You will have a defensive anchor on the floor at all times. And I think you're going to need all that, all that you can get. Listen, like I said before, Zach, before I pass the mic to whoever wants their final laps, the Lakers are scared of the Warriors. Remember the Warriors went on a run in the fourth quarter, right? It was the Warriors just chipping away at that lead, shooting three-pointers, and the and the Lakers had no answer. They literally had no answer. The shot that Jordan Poole shot was actually the stop that the Lakers needed. Literally, think about that for a second, right? The Warriors are chipping away, knocking down shots. The Lakers are stifled. That shot literally stopped the momentum that the Warriors had, okay? So... The Lakers are staggered. Like, I'm not here like everybody else. Oh, Anthony Davis this, Anthony Davis that. We all know. We already know he's great. But I still think that the Warriors should win this series based on what I saw yesterday. It's not going to be easy. And maybe a seven-game series like the last one. But all in all, I trust them more than I do Anthony Davis giving me what he gave me yesterday on a consistent basis. Please like and subscribe for all the up-to-date content. We're, you've been slinging shows left and right, slinging content left and right. Please don't miss anything. If you do, like, subscribe, leave a comment, or leave a question, something you may want to answer, something you may have. It's, all ideas are great ideas. Nothing's a dumb question.